Now it's time for your daily pep talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You're listening to Pep Talk. Join the conversation at 850-437-1620. Coming up on the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning, I'm very excited. This is my first time hosting The Garden Line with your man, the mayor, Mr. Mike Wiggins. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for uh, being so warm and friendly this morning. It's my first day hosting uh, for The Garden Line. I know that... uh, I hosted yesterday, but they told me when when you do when you do the garden line, you're going to be tested because people really start texting in their questions, and you got to really be on it. So so uh, just be patient with me today, guys. I'll try to get to all your texts. Like I said, four three seven sixteen twenty. Go ahead and text in your questions for Mike Wiggins. Good morning, hey, sir. Hey, How are you? Good morning to you. How yeah, you doing, man? I'm doing Welcome great. Welcome to the garden line. It's good Thank to have you. you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I've listened a few times, and uh, I yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be crazy, but right, we're going to do it. A couple things about the garden line. Yes, I'm I'm sure you know this already. We have got the greatest audience. Yes, we really do. I mean, we just thrive on their texts and their phone calls. And um, I mean, I've been in this business for what, 30, 40 years and maybe closer to 40. But I learn something every show. I really do. The audience teaches me. And it's just it's just been so much fun. And to have you here um, is really special. And what I'd like to do before we start, because I've obviously got a whole list of things we need to talk about this time of year, gardening-wise, um, maybe a little quickie 30-second bio of Jake. Oh, okay. Tell, tell us turning what, it back tell around where you've me. been, what you've done, and that type of thing. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, I, I, uh, I spent 20 years. I grew up in Tennessee, in, uh, ne- just north of Chattanooga. And uh, my dad is a musician, so I was playing in the family band when I was 10 years old, and he would sneak me into bars, and we'd play country music all night, Ooh. and then I'd get up and go to school the next day. But um, yeah, I uh, spent uh, 20 years touring uh, in Nashville with uh, a bunch of different country artists. Uh, the longest stint was uh, with a guy named Phil Vassar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably roll some of his music here in a little bit as, as one of our bumpers. But yeah, uh, uh, just an amazing time. Uh, country music was really exciting back then. I'm sure it is exciting now. I just I can't keep up with everything. So, um, but yeah, the, you know, just 20 years of just being on a bus and and going down the road and playing uh, venues and, and meeting all kinds of great people. It was it was really fantastic. But I also met my wife on the road. Um, okay. uh, love you, honey, if you're listening. And uh, met her on the road, and we decided to settle down. And, and we said, well, where are we going to go? Because Nashville was getting really, you know, really crazy. And uh, lots of people moving there. And uh, I was getting a little bit too old to be on a bus uh, 300 days a year. So uh, she said, you know, I really love Pensacola Beach. I've vacationed there with my family, and I just love that place. I love the beach. It's got the best sand, and, and just the people are great. And I said, you know what? Let's do it. And we took a chance. We moved down here in 2017. 
and it's been amazing ever since. Of course, COVID kind of, you know, took the wind out of our sails a little bit, but even through that, you know, because we didn't really shut down here. So it just, it's just been a, a, an amazing experience, and I, I love all the activities we got going on here. I love this radio station. I love news radio. Um, so I'm just really, really excited to be here. Well, so. we, are, we are excited to have you on the garden Thank line, you. that's for sure. Now, Jake, we, we have been known over the years for our bumper music. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We've been um, praised for it. We've been criticized for it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think a combination, doing a little bit of your country and a little bit of my 60s and 70s music should, should absolutely be a lot of fun. So um, welcome. Um, it's good to have you in Pensacola. Um, we need to start out real quick sounding like a broken record. Okay, um, we've talked about this for the last two to three, maybe even four weeks, how absolutely dry it is in Pensacola. We had not had rain. I, I even Googled this morning um, trying to find out the last time we had rain, and I couldn't figure it out. But right. it's been uh, easy, you know, three, four weeks until we've had any meaningful rain at all. So the point is, and I think all our listeners on the Garden Line um, know this and, and do this, but we've got to take care of what we have done it's really protecting your investment of, of all the um, um, investments you've made, money you've spent on your landscaping, your lawn, and such as that. Which can be a lot of money. It has gotten oh, so man. expensive, Jake. You know, yeah. it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But what we um, need to do is probably look at our sprinkler system, look at the schedule you're on. Um, this time of year, under normal circumstances, um, we've talked about this, um, it's about three times a week, 30 minutes to water your lawn. I think I'd bump it to four times a week, maybe, or if not that, at least 45 minutes per zone until we get some rain. And we're going to do that. The weather's going to change. But this is typical October and early November in Pensacola. It's very dry, and we just have to react to that gardening-wise. So that's, that's what we need to do. All right. Well, we already have a caller. We have Dan from Pensacola on the line. Let me get him in there. Uh, Dan, can you hear us? Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's Dan. What's the question you got for Mike Wiggins Morning, today? Dan. How you doing? Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome to the show, Jake. Thank you very much, sir. I'm glad to be here. You're my first caller. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. I've got a Drake elm in my yard. and uh, Beautiful tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a fast-growing shade tree. Of course, you know it's dropping its good old things on the ground now. That's right. And uh, I was backing it up yesterday. I did the lawn, and I finished up on the driveway. And I lowered my deck down pretty low, and then I went back around the lawn, around a bunch of grass. I forgot I was on a low level, and I scalped my Augustine pretty good, but I watered it this morning pretty good, so I guess that's about all I can do for it, right? That That is all you can do for it. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that happened because, you know, as you know, we preached a sermon here on the on the guard line that St. Augustine, no matter what time of year it is, be it um, winter, spring, summer, fall, whatever, five inch, four to five inches, four is probably the standard. And lower than that can cause you some problems. However, um, since it is, you know, right here in the fall, in the fall season, um, if you scalped it, I would really, really concentrate on the water. I'm, this would probably be a little radical, but you may want to order every day for about a week or so and let's kind of get things going because the roots are still growing, obviously, and the grass is not totally dormant yet, that's for sure. So I think I would concentrate on my water. I don't think I would do anything else. I don't think any fertilizer is going to help. 
Um, so I would simply concentrate on water. And I bet you're going to be okay. Um, if you, you know, I have a lot of people who mow their lawn high as they should, but then they go out of town and have the teenager next door do it, and he mows it with his mower, and it scalps it, and that grass will generally come back. You just don't want to cut it low on a constant basis. So I think you're going to be okay. Breathe easy because um, it sounds like um, you really do care about it. But um, I will go back to your Drake elm. That has such gorgeous bark. It is really a nice, fast-growing tree. And there are a lot of those that um, the city has used downtown on Palafox. So um, I, um, I applaud you for using that, for planting that tree. And, um, and don't worry about that grass. I bet it'll come back okay. Dan, thank well, you so you much know, for your call. I, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, I Dan. Had a, I, had a, I had a signal. When I was going around that tree, <laughs> my mower sounded different, like it yeah. was bogging down. But it was at the end of the day, and I was tired, and I got off of it. I said, oh, man, I uh, did that. And, and, you, know, and you know what, Dan? I had a feeling you had your earphones on were listening to a little of music <laughs> or listening to 1620 Radio. Yeah, you were listening, listening to, to a podcast Listening to show. Jake on the radio yeah. here. So um, in any event, you're going to be fine, and I can't tell you how much we appreciate your call. <laughs> thanks, thanks for calling. All right. Thank All you, right, Dan. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. Uh, we got a text in. I want to address this right before the break. We're coming up on a break here. Um, and we want to thank our sponsors, Blue Sky Landscaping, Pensacola Hardware, Barnes Feed Store, for bringing this 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 awesome program because people really do care about the things that are going on in their yard and, and in their in their pots and everything. So no we just want to address it. that. Um, <laughs> we have a text in here. Am I too late for winterizer? We can we get can we get that question when we get back from the break? Absolutely. All right. We'll we'll bring uh, we'll bring the answer to that right back. This is News Radio 92.3, the Pensacola Expert Panel with Mike Wiggins Garden Line. We'll be right back. Finding a landscaper that will actually call you back? Check! Finding one that offers high-end designs complemented with 3D walkthrough designs and 2D renderings? Check! Finding a great landscaper that can also execute beautiful landscape and hardscape designs? Check! Finding one that knows how to erect outdoor pergolas, fences, patios, and kitchens? Check! Finding the right landscaper that also offers irrigation services? Check! Hi, this is Paul with Blue Sky Landscapes. Call us today for a free quote and check out our work at blueskypensacola.com. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out how this Thursday morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this Thursday morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Dog barking at the mailman, bringing that stack of bills overdue. Good morning, baby, how are you? Good morning, Pensacola. This is the Pensacola Expert Panel on New, uh, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I am Jake, your host. This is the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. If you have questions, you can text us at 437-1620. Wanted to bump us back in with a little bit of Phil Vaster there. He was my boss. Uh, still is my boss in, in a lot of ways, man. He is he is a great mentor and just a great person. Uh, Phil Vasser from the, the guy, country he's music the guy world. You traveled with. I traveled with him for the longest time. Yeah, it was. It was and a you very played long the drums. Time. I played the drums. You played the drums. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. I did. We need to get a drum set in here. You can well, bumper music with I, some drums. I told Andrew I was going to bring a snare drum and a cymbal. Sure, that way, every sure. time he tells a joke, I can. 
Yes. You know? Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Michael. Bring it, so. bring it to the garden. Line. That's right. Every time we get a question right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I'll do snare. a little drum roll when you're about to give the answer. So. Um, we've had that some texts. We've had a bunch of calls. Like I said, 437-1620. Uh, text in or, or call in your questions. We had uh, the question before the break was, am I too late for winterizer? That's a, that is a great question. Um, winterizer, of course, Jake, is the fertilizer we use, believe it or not, in the winter. <laughs> but we like to use it earlier in the fall. Even August, believe it or not, September's okay, but um, October getting to November is getting a little late. What I tell people is this, if you already have the winterizer, you've bought it, you've invested in it, go ahead and use it. It won't hurt a thing. It may not do quite as much good as if you had done it earlier. Because what we're trying to do with winterizer, which has a formula of 10, 5, 14, that's the basic winterizer formula, formula. And the 14 is potash, which strengthens the roots of the grass, which makes it get through the winter better. Then next spring, it comes back stronger. So um, most folks have already used it, but if you've got it in your garage, it's not going to do too well carrying over till next winter. It'll get hard and old. You don't want to use it. So go ahead and do it. Water it in really, really good because it still does have that um, 10% nitrogen. And so with our drought, you need to be sure you water it in. But yes, if you've got it, use it. If you don't have it, I don't think I'd go buy it. I think I'd just wait for the spring. That's what I would do. Okay. Good. Saving you money this morning on the pep talk. Absolutely. All right. And then we had somebody text in a picture. I know you can't see it over where you are. I need to... to, I can scoot over there. Yeah, you can come over here and look at it. But uh, it looks like they're having problems with their hydrangeas. I know hydrangeas can be difficult sometimes um, because my wife has all kinds of plants and we are constantly looking at them going, well, what's wrong with this guy? Where can we move? (laughs) Is this indirect or direct? I don't know. But it uh, looks like they're getting burned, and the, that, uh, the well, hydrangeas. I, well, those hydrangeas um, at this time of the year really are beginning to, um, for lack of a better word, go downhill. Mm. Um, but what you don't want to do with your hydrangeas is whack them way, way back for the winter. You know, you say, okay, they've, they've bloomed out. Um, we're not going to have any more blooms that we can enjoy. So let's go ahead and prune them kind of down like you would a rose, way down. And um, they'll come back next year and be pretty. Well, no. You need to prune just, they bloom on old wood. So you need to, in my opinion, that bloom that is really looking pretty pretty bad, just cut right behind it. And any other blooms do the same thing. And then just leave it where it is. If it's done well this spring or this in summer, leave the hydrangea where it is. It'll come back next year, but it's going to bloom on that old wood. And so don't prune it way back. But... When you see the leaves on the hydrangea and they have those little spots on them, kind of two-color spots, a lot of people will call that frog eye. Kind of, I don't know if it, it looks like a from frog. From the picture, it does look it, like a frog eye. Like a You're frog right. Eye. Exactly. Crazy. And that's a little fungus spot. It's really cosmetic. It's not going to do the plant much harm. The hydrangea is just showing its time of season. Okay. And, um, and um, like I say, when you're finished with it, um, you think it's had it. Prune back, but only right behind the buds. Don't prune deep into that old wood. Okay. That's the, that's the deal. All right. Sounds good. Good help on that. Um, I wanted to ask you, my wife uh, heard I was going to be doing the garden line, and she got really excited because, we, like I said, we have a lot of uh, what she calls tree-nagers, uh, difficult plants to, to get right. And we have um, 
uh, this plant. What oh, what is it called? A monstera, not a monstera, a monstera. Monstera. It's a, you, it's, yeah, it's kind of an elephant ear. Type, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, philodendron and, type. Mm-hmm. Monstera. Exactly. And we have the Swiss cheese version, I believe they call it, uh, <laughs> just by the way it looks with the little cutouts on the, the divots of the plants. Probably, but, a worm, probably some worms did that. Uh, maybe. We got up there and just kind of chewed in the middle and made holes in it. Could and Monstera, probably, if we have a winter like we had last winter, mm-hmm. where we went down to 19 degrees, it's probably going to freeze almost down to the ground. Okay. Um, and you're going to say, it's over, I'm digging them up, I'm going somewhere else. Right. Don't do that because they will surprise you and come back strong. It's like elephant ears, regular elephant mm-hmm. ears. Yes. Um, there are different varieties of those. I love the upright ones, but mm-hmm. even the traditional ones. And my yard will die totally down. And it, it, they really just look like there's nothing. I just, what I do, I just pine straw over them in the winter mm. so it looks nice. So it doesn't look like a bunch of dead plants. Mm-hmm. Cut them, I cut my elephant ears, for example, down almost to six inches. But they have come back to, golly, one of them is probably six feet. Wow. The traditional ones are easy four to five feet. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what you're dealing with. So you're going to be fine on that. Okay. Be fine. Now, right. if we get like we did. In the 60s, it went down to single digits. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, we bring it in. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'll, we oh, bring it in. Oh, a pot, then you're in business. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're in business. Okay. Bring it, put it in the garage. If you see, we're going to have a frost okay. or a freeze. And, oh, no, you're, you're going to be fine. All right. Yeah, but, um, All if right. they're in the ground, and you have to um, live with them probably dying back for the winter. Right. No doubt about it. News Radio 92.3. If you have text, uh, if you have questions you want to text or call in, 437-1620. This is The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Uh, freestyle topic. I know you brought in some things you wanted to talk about, and we've got a break on the text, so you go ahead and go with that, and I'll keep watching the lines here. Well, I want to, I want to verbally introduce you to Catherine. Catherine is one of our most loyal listeners, is a great gardener, always. She'll drop by the studio and drop leave, leave us with literature, and every now and then, Jake, if she likes you, <laughs> Make it a few cupcakes. Too. Oh, she's great. Oh, but she last time she was here, she left something. I just found it kind of interesting. We've never really talked about plants. This is about vegetable gardening, and it's called Plant Parts, What We Eat. I just thought it was kind of fun. It's real short here. Um, insofar as vegetable plant leaves, mm-hmm. which leaves do we eat? Collard greens, kale, mm-hmm. lettuce, spinach, Swiss chard. How about stems on a vegetable plant? Celery, asparagus, rhubarb, kohlrabi. Fruit is easy. We know fruit. Everything from pumpkin, peppers, tomatoes, squash, zucchini. And how about seeds? Mm. Seeds, chickpeas, black-eyed peas, corn, green peas. How about the roots of a vegetable plant? Carrots, beets, parsnip. I don't know much about parsnip. Um, radish, turnip. Potatoes, sweet potatoes, onions, and garlic. And then flowers, which I don't totally get. Flowers, um, broccoli, artichoke, and cauliflower. I just thought that was kind of interesting to look at a vegetable plant and see how many things in a vegetable plant or the different types of vegetable plants that we eat. Just kind of Mm. fun. Thanks, Catherine, for that. Thank you, Catherine. That's a great little Deal. Yeah. We're coming up on a break. We are on the garden line with Mike Wiggins. If you have questions, text them in 437-1620. We'll be right back after this break. 
it's time for you to get lucky. Make your yard look beautiful with long needle pine straw from Lucky's Pine Straw. Stop breaking your back and let the specialists at Lucky do all the heavy lifting and let them deliver and install professionally. Professional landscapers and the do-it-yourselfers choose Lucky's because they know they will always get fresh pine straw by the bell or roll every time. Even red rolls. Stop mulching around and make the pine choice with Lucky's Pine Straw. You can find them on Davis Highway just down from Bailey's Market and find them on Facebook. In the world of payroll and HR services, things can get complicated. There are so many moving parts in business. At Avalon HR, we understand these complications and have your back. Join us tomorrow, 10 o'clock, on the Pensacola Expert Panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and HR services. Running a business is busy work. Allow Avalon HR to work with you. Join us tomorrow on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 10 on News Radio 1620-923 FM. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Elevate your brand with custom engraved gifts and products from Prim and Proper. Your clear choice for all brand and product needs. Locally owned and trusted, Prim and Proper offers custom engravings for promotional and gift items for your business. They also have so many unique gifts to choose from, including engraved drinkware, cutting boards, tumblers, water bottles, slate decor, and more to inspire you the moment you walk through the door. They're also the only local retailer for Sandhopper electric beach carts. Primandproper.com for more. That's primindproper.com. Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more tomorrow at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. We only have a few seconds left before we got to get to Fox News, but I wanted to play that song because you it was a special request. Special listener, yes, who always requests that song by that artist. It comes with two artists: Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs, and then Jackson Brown. That's the original. Mm -hmm. That's the one our listener likes. So, because you're a valuable listener, this song's for you. (laughs) Enjoy. We actually, we played this song with Phil uh, every night. And did you? It it got the biggest crowd response when our our guitar player, Jeff, would do the the very high vocal part. It, It was crazy. And the crowd went nuts for it, so... Yeah, this is the Garden Line News Radio 92.3. I'm your host, Jake. We are here with Mike Wiggins, and uh, we got all kinds of calls and texts to answer. If, if you have any questions about gardening, landscaping, go ahead and text them on in, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, the Garden Line. We'll be right back after Fox News. Well, I saw my baby walking
Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to the Pep Talk on News Radio 92.3. I am your host, Jake. It is the Garden Line. It's Tuesday morning. Guys, get your text questions in as quick as you can because we're filling up and we don't have a whole lot of time left. So if you have questions about landscaping, gardening, anything that grows, let us know. And uh, I'm going to turn it back over to uh, to you and let you let you. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Real quick, I wanted to respond to the text we got showing right. the Swedish ivy that's blooming. Um, a great picture. And that's one thing about the Texas on the garden line, Jake. We really like to have people text us their questions, but also their successes. Maybe you have a plant in your yard that's just really looking great. You know, send us that. If your lawn is wonderful, send us that picture. Let us know what you did to, um, to make it look so good. Because generally our advice on that is whatever you're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> we have so many good gardeners um, here that call us on the garden line. Just one quick one here. Um, a headline from some of our good friends at the Extension Service. Um, the headline was, The Summer Stress is Starting to Show in Trees. And, and that's, that's the truth, but I think we need to kind of look at pine trees very quickly. Um, pine trees are susceptible to pine bark beetles. They bore into the pine tree, and they literally bore into it. And if you look at the base of a pine tree that is been affected by these pine borers it looks like sawdust at the base of the tree and the tree the needles of course will turn brown and the tree will will in many cases die from um pine bark beetles um so we've got to keep an eye on it this time of year because the hot weather we had which was brutal just brutal unheard of before um, really has stressed these pine trees so if you go look in your yard and your pine tree has got these um, uh, sawdust-looking stuff around it, um, you've got a little problem. And if the tree really starts to go downhill, you've got to, one, get rid of it. A lot of people will cut it down themselves and stack the wood in their yard. Don't do that. That wood that you cut all that pine tree has got to leave your premises because those bark beetles, if you cut that tree down, will leave that damaged tree and go to your good ones. So you need to get it off of your property. But this is something that is happening on, in northwest Florida right now, and, and you need to be very, very careful because, one, the heat will get to those pine trees. I'll tell you something else that will get to them is hurricanes. They generally will not fall over. Many of them, some of the short-leaf pines will, but just the weaving back and forth from the intense winds will traumatize those pine trees and and do the same thing. The pine bark beetles will arrive and take care of the tree. And the last thing is, if you have any construction going on in your yard and those that equipment goes over the drip line of that tree, you've got problems. Now, the experts are telling us, don't worry. You have to worry about the drip line, which is from the edge of the branches inward. You got to go out a little further than that because the roots go out a little further than that, and you can have problems with heavy equipment um, going over. So I would take twice the um, area of the drip line before I let any equipment go on it. So that's okay. what's happening in Northwest Florida. We have a text here. Um, somebody is having some problems. I've never heard this before. A ligastrum tree. Ligastrum. Ligastrum. Okay. All right. Somebody yeah. says uh, they they're having some trouble. What can they? Uh, it looks bad. What can they do for that? Well, let me tell you, ligustrum is, is, I'm going to put it this way, the basic shrub in Pensacola. Mm. Um, people put it um, as the background shrub. People use it as a hedge. 
and they generally do it because it's bulletproof. It really doesn't get a lot of problems. Mm. Two things that it will get. Um, one, it will get scale. And we talked about scale last week. If your ligustrum is looking bad, look underneath the leaves, and it's got little white specks, which are insects which have pierced that leaf. And what happens is it secretes a material called honeydew. The honeydew turns black into black sooty mold, so the sun can't get to the plant, and the plant goes downhill. That's so a protection that's mechanism for exactly, itself. Yeah. Exactly. The other thing that we'll get is, remember we talked a minute ago about the um, hydrangea with the frog eye? Mm-hmm. Ligustrum will get that. But oh. generally, that's not going to do anything to damage the ligustrum. I would wonder this, and this I'm really speculating here, be sure there's been no weed killer next to that ligustrum um, within the drip line of the ligustrum or on the foliage. Be sure maybe if it's a hedge, maybe... Don't want to blame your neighbor for something. Maybe your neighbor sprayed some weed killer and it got on your ligustrum because that'll, that'll do it in in a mm. minute. Also, weed and feed fertilizers, if it gets underneath some of your basic shrubs, um, can um, cause grave damage. Mm. So you got to keep weed and feed fertilizer, which we don't even, Jake, we don't even recommend weed and feed fertilizer right. on the garden line. I don't right. like it. Um, and it, it will do that. Fig trees are the worst insofar as. Mm. reacting to that weed and feed fertilizer. Put these model leaves on there, and sometimes they'll even kill it. Mm. So insofar as your ligustrum is concerned, I would check out that scale and also just kind of ask around to be sure nobody, um, maybe um, your yard man was trying to do something a little helpful and spray some weed killer and got it on the ligustrum. But generally, they don't have a problem. I'm going to mention one other thing, and this is mainly for azaleas. But I think your ligustrum could be affected with this, and that's old age. Azaleas, once they've been in for a long time, will get a root rot, and the plant will go downhill, and there's not much, not much one can do about it. Um, I would think ligustrum, after many years, could easily be affected by that also. So if this is an old, old, old ligustrum, you might be looking at that. She said that she would send a picture next week. It's... Um it's a tree that the hummingbirds love, the white flowers. Maybe y'all can tell me what it is. She's going to send a picture. So that's good. We don't have that yet. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's one thing that I love about this show is people can go from week to week. They'll oh, say, "Hey, absolutely. I've got this. Let me send a yeah. picture next oh, week when we I get it." If absolutely. you guys have pictures or if just just questions, you can call or text 437-1620. This is the Garden Line with Mike right. Wiggins. One more thing, Jake. Oh, yeah, quick about about the ligustrum. I have a large ligustrum tree mm. with exposed trunks. It kind of caught on the corner of my house. Hurricane Sally did a number on it, knocked it over till it was about a 45-degree angle. Mm. I finally cinched it back up, and it's doing okay, but parts of it I could see are not going to come back. I had to prune them off. So we may be talking about that on this Ligustrum, depending on how big it is. Maybe it could go all the way back to Hurricane Sally. A lot of those traumas on plants from wind and construction and all that, don't manifest themselves to much, much later. So um, we could be dealing with that. I'm just sort of that's hmm. kind of a reach. Right. But, um, right. It's like you humans. Never know. It's you never like know. humans. Trauma comes out later as a reaction. So that well the tree said. is reacting. Well yeah. said. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get to some to a break real quick. We're coming up on some ads. But uh, let me go ahead and get those in, and then we'll have the rest of the hour to talk with Mike Wiggins. If you have questions, get your, uh, get your texts on in, 437-1620. We'll be right back after the break. This is The Garden Line, 92.3, informative, local, dependable. 
Here are the News Radio 923 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30 day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 923 AM 1620 are non transferable, non redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 923 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30 day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio923.com. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. You're on the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. Uh, we, uh, we've been having fun all morning talking to people. If you have questions, you can go ahead and text us, 437-1620. If you have any questions about your landscaping, gardening, anything that grows, let us know. Um, bringing you back in with some Leon Bridges. I know you've got a, a November checklist because it's November. It's getting cold. Everybody's wondering what to do. So uh, I know you have a checklist for I do us. have it. We, can, we may have to do it. Um Golly, mm. we're running out of time. We're going to do a lightning round. On right, exactly. It goes fast. So let's kind of go to down, the, down the line here. Um, number one, for fall, it's time, if you're going to do it online, order your fall bulbs. Keep in mind, fall bulbs are bulbs you plant in the fall that bloom in the spring. Tulips, daffodils, hyacinths, crocus. Um, those are plants, I mean, bulbs that we plant and they come back and they come out in the spring. Um, if you buy tulips or hyacinths, Jake, you have to put them in the refrigerator for six weeks. Oh, that's why you need to go ahead and order them, get them, put them in the refrigerator for six weeks, and you can plant them in in December. Um, you do that; they've got to be fooled. We don't have enough cold weather, so putting them in the refrigerator makes them they're like you. They have to be from. Chattanooga. <laughs> right. Right. Somewhere on a mountaintop. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere yeah. on a mountaintop. Exactly. But you need to go ahead and do that. Keeping in mind also, um, we love tulips. That's one of our favorite plants. It just isn't really the best plant, the best bulb for Pensacola. It will not come back year after year unless you just get really, really lucky. Um, same with the hyacinths. Now, the daffodils, and we have a listener who um, – Texas us a lot, who's an expert on bulbs. I'd like to defer to her, but in short, there are some um, Dutch master daffodils, Carlson daffodils that will come back year after year. So order your bulbs. That's the first thing on our checklist. Mm-hmm. Go ahead second, and get them. Second thing is in the fall, our St. Augustine grass especially is susceptible to fungus. Um, now, we're getting a little bit late in the fall, but and the weather is very, very dry um, a lot of the discoloration in our lawn could easily be just from dryness and the time of year. But if you get a circle in your yard that has a very distinctive burnt brown edge to it, that's probably Rhizoctonia brown patch fungus and needs to be treated. What I always tell people this, especially this time of year, get you a, get a golf tee out of your golf bag, get a good number two pencil, put it on the edge of that circle that's discolored. And if the discoloration goes past your marker, that fungus is active. If it doesn't, it's done. It's just time of year. You don't have to mess with it. So be on the lookout for that. Second thing is these are two varmints that attacked our St. Augustine in the, in the fall, sod webworms and chinch bugs. I'm going to call um, that off. I don't think we're going to have to worry about that anymore. I think the cooler weather we had because those 
insects, which do grave damage to St. Augustine, are very, very tropical. And I don't think they're going to do any more damage. I did want to mention the um, winterizer fertilizer. We had a nice text this morning about that, mm-hmm. that 10514. In short, our answer back then was um, if you've got it in your garage, use it, water it in good. If you don't have it, I just pass on it, and then you can do it in the spring. Okay, watering. We started the show talking about that, but you can't say it enough. It is so dry. And don't forget your container plants. Your container plants are going to dry out faster than your plants in the ground. So if you look at your container, and obviously it's crusty at the top and you need to water it, but especially if that soil is separating itself from the side of the pot inside, that means it's really dry and you need to get your water there. And, of course, always water it in a pot that has a hole in the bottom of it and water it until that after that, when you're watering it, Water it good enough to when the water starts coming out of that hole um, onto the ground or your patio or the uh, um, saucer you have it under, mm-hmm. whatever. Water it good. That's that's okay. the point. I always and, worry I'm going to overwater, you know, and wash all the nutrients out. Well, one, one thing, Jack, I'm sure you've learned since you've been in Pensacola a while is um, our soil is so different than, say, mm. the Tennessee soil that right. you had. We have we don't have soil. We have sand. Right. And it's just like a sponge. You can water it and it just goes right through. Mm. And that's one of the problems we have in a dry period like we have now. You can water your yard right now, today, and you may need it again tomorrow. Mm. Especially as you um if you live Gulf Breeze, out ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Now up off nine mile road, get a little bit north of that, your soil will hold a little more moisture. But the sandy soil is a benefit. And one thing, it makes it so easy to work in. Um, it's not like up where you are, you had rocks and clay, and it's hard to, hard to dig in that yeah, soil. Lots of clay, up, yeah. up, up in Tennessee. But here, the sandy soil is a benefit in that regard. But what I tell people is this, and what we've talked about on the garden line, you've got to, if you plant in this soil, you really need to amend it. And the best soil amendment is Canadian sphagnum peat moss. It comes out of the bogs up in Canada, hmm. and you mix it with our sand, put a couple of shovelfuls in the hall, mix it with the sand, plant your plant in that, and it helps retain the moisture around the roots of that plant. Whereas if you just plant it in the sand, that water just goes right through. Hmm. Okay. And the nutrients also. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, so that's sandy soil is what we've got here, mm-hmm. and that's what you need to do. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about a mowing high, four inches for St. Augustine, Three inches for for centipede, and and, and zoysia, oh, around two. Some of us a little lower, but I think around two is a good um, average, good rule of thumb. And Jake, what we've dealt with on the garden line, just really in the years I've done it, is zoysia grass has become one of the favorites at Pensacola. I hear it a lot, yeah. Because because the St. Augustine has had such problems: mm. fungus, chinch bugs, sod webworms, you name it. And there's even a disease out there, and we've talked about this before also, that tells the real story. It's called take-all disease. Well, that, that tells it all. Wow, okay. Exactly. All right. So take-all disease, that's one you've got to worry about back on the fungus area, but still there's not much one could do without, about that. Okay, here in November, do you want to sod your lawn? Do it. Oh, do it. I think okay. It's fine. I think doing that in November is fine. I think those roots are still going to grow. Once again, Boy, do I sound like a broken record today. <laughs> but if you do sod, 
that's an everyday watering situation for right. the weakness. Yeah. You've got to really yeah. water it every, right. every day. And think about that zoysia. The zoysia lawns that I've seen installed in the last few years are just thriving. Mm. And I tell you when they really thrive, Jake. Remember when we had the 16 inches of rain? Yes. Those zoysia um, lawns, they sat up and talked. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> they were loving that. They were loving it. Yeah. And so, yes, um, got to water it. But zoysia has turned out to be a good grass, and you have less fungus and less disease. Oh, great. Hey, if you have questions, we have just a couple minutes left, but shoot them on in to 437-1620. This is The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We're going to take just a short break to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Mansfield Coe from Pensacola Hardware. We are your best local and regional resource for industrial construction and hardware supplies. Daily, we meet the needs of Pensacola's construction companies, providing superb knowledge and co-compliant products. We specialize in concrete and masonry tools, fall protection products, and tools and supplies for the HVAC, mechanical plumbing, electrical, and glass trades. Give us the opportunity to show you why we are Pensacola's oldest and best hardware and construction supply company. Pensacola Hardware, 20 East Gregory Street, downtown. Deep climbing. Picked off. He brought it down with one hand. Got it. Goes down. Sack. This is your home for FSU football. Watch it deep downfield. Caught. Touchdown. FSU. Rolling to his left. They're going to throw. End zone. Picked off. Game over. Catch live coverage of the Seminoles all season long right here on your home for Florida State football. Listen to FSU football on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Brought to you by Pensacola Hardware. The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel as ProHealth will be the guest and they will be discussing how the ProHealth Medical Membership Program can help you take out the stress because of the cost of health care. That's today at 1030 as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Uses directed, keep out of reach of children. All right, News Radio 92.3. This is the Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. We got a couple questions real quick before we uh, before we leave today. What you got, Jake? All right. So from the text line, let me see here. We have a question about a uh, a scale uh, that seems to be appearing on a little Jim magnolia. And and magnolias are very susceptible to scale. Okay. Um, I don't think I know of anything that's better than ultra fine oil. But historically, and really most people have magnolias that are too tall to mm-hmm. get up there and do it. Yep. It's going to drop some of those leaves. I wouldn't be that concerned unless it's just totally covering the leaves. Get it as far up as you can with that oil. And, of course, you've got to get underneath the leaves. It's not going to do much on top. I mean, if you've got the scale on the top, you do. But for the most part, it's underneath the leaves. By the way, that little gem is a great magnolia. It grows a little more upright than your magnolia grandiflora, which is a traditional magnolia. But um, I would stick to that oil, and I really worried, wouldn't worry too much about it because um, it's probably going to drop a lot of those leaves 
and I think you're going to be fine. Okay. All right, and we had one more quick question, if you've got time here. Oh, yeah. um, so they're saying they also have uh, Dwarf Sunshine, is Ligastrum, is that right? Uh-huh. Uh, dwarf Sunshine Ligastrum that looks almost like it's stripped of its leaves. Is there a worm eating it, or is it just a phase that it goes through? Well, I have found that um, that Ligastrum to kind of go through phases where Ligastrum. it, it Ligastrum. does lose. Yeah. Um, now, I've planted some of those in the full sun, and they've done very well this year. Previous years, I've kind of had the problem that she's talking about. I would continue to water, fertilize in the spring, and they'll come back. Okay. This has been awesome. This has been The Garden Line with Mike Wiggins. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thank you for texting in your questions. We'll be right back with more pep talk after the Fox News break. Thank you, Mr. Wiggins. Thank you, Jay. Good to have you, my friend. Thank you.